This week, I'm going to share with you a really great exercise to help you deal with those pesky, unwanted, irrational thoughts that sometimes can make us feel a little bit pants and hopefully get you thinking a little bit more clearly the next time you feel a little bit stuck. Hello and welcome to the Unlocked Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Locke, professional speaker, magician and confidence coach. And quite simply, Unlocked is a journal of self-improvement. I'm talking to the experts, authors and successful people from around the world, as well as sharing my mishaps and magical adventures in my own life too, to unlock the best version of ourselves. My aim is to give you some insight and inspiration so you can unlock the best version of yourself too. Now, if this sounds like your cup of tea, then hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Wednesday. Now, relax and enjoy the show. So everybody feels stuck at some point in their life, and it happens to the best of us. We all suffer setbacks, and when setbacks happen, we might experience a bit of uh, discouragement or lethargy, confusion, or even a little bit of anxiety or even depression. Now, the key to getting unstuck from this is to have a set of tools in your arsenal that can help you feel a little bit better. And that is what I'm going to do this week by giving you something really, really cool, a little great exercise. Now, for many of you, you'll know that in my quest of unlocking the best version of ourselves, I'm currently studying a degree in NLP, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's quite often one of the uh, most popular things that happens in personal development. But if you've never heard of it before... Neuro stands for as in your neurology in your brain. Linguistic is, is as in your language, and that's how we communicate. And programming is like the programs and habits that are stored in your unconscious mind. So a bit like if you drive a car, that happens in the unconscious part of your mind. You're not consciously thinking of it. It just happens. So that's those programs, those habits that we stored in our brains. Now, part of this um, studying. I'm going to share with you that really great exercise that will help you deal with pesky, unwanted, irrational thoughts that can often make us feel a little bit shit, a little bit pants. And I'm hopefully going to help you to use it by helping you think a little bit more clearly and sometimes start looking at some of the cold facts, maybe, and uh, make things a bit more rational. Now, obviously, from time to time, we become stuck. Um, we can receive pesky, irrational thoughts. They're like automatic thoughts, and they often influence our emotions. And sometimes it can be for the worse, which isn't a great help. But um, this is a reference to cognitive distortions. So cognitive distortions is basically just irrational thoughts that influence your emotions. So, for example, I get this quite a lot when I'm scrolling through Instagram and I start to compare myself to somebody else. It's just a a very quick uh, irrational thought that pops up in my brain. And then I might feel start a bit pants because maybe I'm comparing myself to somebody else. And therefore, if I'm not doing the same thing as them, I might feel a little bit sad or a little bit down, that kind of thing. And I'll share you with you a, a thought that I use in the exercise that's helped me to deal with something when I was in lockdown. But anyway, um, think of them as biased ways of thinking about yourself or the world around you. Now, the key thing here is, as I mentioned earlier on, everybody experiences cognitive distortions to a small degree. Unfortunately, some people do take it to the extreme. So if it's not actually looked at or or dealt with, sometimes those irrational thoughts and beliefs can lead to real problematic emotional states or behaviors, which, as I mentioned earlier on, could include anxiety, real low self-esteem, depression or even conflicts in relationships. 
So that's what I want to try and do today by giving you something that can help you from day to day and even today to start looking at your thoughts. Because if we can become more aware of these cognitive distortions, it can help us to shift our thinking to more rational and objective thoughts wherever possible. Now, obviously, a great book to read here as well, referenced um, uh, in many of my episodes, actually, is uh, The Chimp Paradox by Steve Peters, because he talks about the emotional part of your brain, the, the little chimp that kicks off with those rational thoughts about uh, emotion. And you have, obviously, the, the other part of your brain, which deals with rational thinking. So it's a great book to read if you haven't read it already. However, I'm going to give you that really cool exercise that you can do today to help you shift that thinking and start looking at some of the cold facts that will control your rational thoughts. Good news for Patreon members, there will be a link in the Patreon community where you can download a worksheet that I've made just for our Patreon fans to put your thoughts on trial in the Patreon community. So you can download that if you are one of the members of the Patreon community. You can go ahead, download that now and start putting your thoughts on trial. So yeah. Anyway, firstly, uh, according to David Burns, uh, who was the author of the Feeling Good Handbook from way back in 1989, the year that I was born, uh, and he described that there are at least 10 different cognitive distortions that people should be aware of. Now, I'm not going to read all of these out, but I'm going to read out a few. And uh, tell me, get in touch with me. Let me know if this is some of your thinking as well. One of the, uh, the the main ones is all or nothing thinking, which uh, usually occurs when you tend to see things in terms of black and white categories. So often like a right or wrong, it's black or white. And for this type of thinker, anything short of perfection is a failure. I've worked with many bosses in the past that if it wasn't um, perfection, it was a failure. It's black or white. It's either done or it's not. Sometimes that can be quite a, um, a disruption in our thinking. Overgeneralization, quite a popular one, this one as well. This occurs when you view a single event as a never-ending pattern or defeat. Uh, those who overgeneralize might also make broad interpretations from a single event, like feeling awkward in a job interview, leading you to falsely believe that you are always awkward. A little bit about beliefs where, um, obviously, I'm putting this episode out because I got delayed on my flight uh, coming home from my honeymoon. Uh, long story, but um, from my wedding speech, for fans who were there, you'll know that I talked about Problem words with P. Now, I'm probably overgeneralizing, but places I've been to in the past that begin with P, I've often had problems. I had my appendix out um, in, in places and all sorts of crazy things, which I'm going to do an episode about this. But that can be a belief that could be an overgeneralization. Right? Uh, mental filters as well. So a mental filter is when you pick out a single negative detail and you dwell on it to the point of exclusivity. As a result, your vision of reality becomes darkened like a drop of ink discoloring an entire beaker of water. Um, jumping to conclusions, a big popular one. I know lots of my friends do this one. When you jump to conclusions, obviously you don't think things through and you react impulsively. This can often manifest as mind reading. So not like to the degree of me as a magician mind reading, but sometimes we often believe that we can mind read other people um, and we can tell what they're thinking. And quite often we're completely wrong. So mind reading can be quite a, a disruption sometimes in terms of our thinking, but sometimes we can jump to uh, conclusions uh, or we conclude that someone is reacting negatively toward us without checking it out. So sometimes, uh, I mean, Danielle talked about this one quite funny, quite a lot, RBF, rest in bitch face. I know it's a nasty one, isn't it, that one? Sometimes we think that that's what someone's thinking, but actually they're probably just um, just in their own space thinking. I have uh, sometimes will sit there with like a frown on my face if I'm listening to a presentation. Someone did once come up to me and said, are you 
you okay, Ricky? You were frowning. I was like, yeah, I was enjoying it. I was just taking it all in and, and frowning was my, my, probably my resting bitch face. I don't know. It was just me taking it all in. And sometimes that mind read is wrong, but that can then lead to a thought or a bit of emotion. Magnification, uh, this is also known as uh, catastrophizing or minimization. So this occurs when you exaggerate or you minimize the importance of events. Um, so, for example, someone might mistakenly believe that their achievements aren't important or their mistakes are extremely damaging. They magnification or they magnify the actual event. Uh, should statements, that's another disruption as well. Should statements is where people uh, believe that things should probably be a certain way, like you should always be friendly or you should always do it this way or this kind of thing. And shoulds uh, are often quite a big thing as well in terms of thinking when some people say, oh, I should eat better. Or I should exercise. And should doesn't really do a lot of um, action in terms of setting goals or I should do this. It, it's a difference between should and must. But that's for another story for another day. Um, labeling and mislabeling. So this is basically an extreme form of overgeneralization again. And it happens when you attach a negative label to yourself, such as thinking you are a loser. This can be based on an experience or something that happened in the confidence club. We get this a lot with people who did a presentation 10 years ago, went horribly wrong, and therefore they've labeled themselves as I'm not a very good presenter. Basically, just because one person didn't give them some very good feedback when actually that's not the belief, but sometimes people stick with that label for the rest of their life. And often this happens because of our conditioning and programming as uh, children and, and school and parents saying that you're not very good. You'll never be a, you'll never be a spaceman, Ricky, or you'll never be a policeman. That can often be a, a label that becomes a belief and then starts to manifest in other ways. And that can be very disruptive in terms of our thinking. Lastly, personalization. This occurs when you believe you are responsible for events outside of your own control. You might also see yourself as the cause of some negative external event, which we're not primarily responsible for. Sometimes with personalization, people often believe everything is centered around themselves, and that can be a very disruptive way of thinking. Now, there are other things as well, such as disqualifying the positive and, and, and other disruptions as well, which I'm not going to go into because you want to hear what is this exercise that's going to help me today, Ricky? Deal with those irrational pesky thoughts that annoy me that makes me feel like shit today that kind of thing right so i'm going to share with you this really really cool exercise it's called putting your thoughts on trial and it's such a simple easy little exercise that you can do i'll explain how you do it but again patrons you get it really simply because you can download the worksheet today download as many times as you like print it out have it with you every day and start using it um, as much as you like and it's going to be there for you so here we go let me introduce the thoughts on trial exercise Quite simply, the thoughts on trial is a cognitive behavioral therapy activity, or CBT in short form, if you've heard of that before, and it focuses on the logical examination of irrational thoughts. There might be a clue in the name here, but it is a really useful exercise and very valuable as it helps you see things from different perspectives and it can help you challenge the evidence of that irrational thought. As the name suggests, you are literally going to put your thought on trial by acting as a defense attorney, prosecutor, and judge to examine the accuracy of this irrational thought. So patrons, go to the link in the show notes or go to your link in the patron community. You can download this right now. For people who um, are not in the patron community, then why not? You can join for like one pound or three pounds a month. Uh, in English, that's three. That's like a cup of coffee. It's nothing. So come along and download. It's We've got a really big community at the minute. Uh, welcome to Chloe Wilmot, who's recently just joined. Hello, Chloe. Great to have you on board. And uh, we'll make a little shout out to the patrons at the end. But come join. It's great. Lots of uh, good support in terms of a personal development community. Come along and join. It's really good. 
Anyway, if you're not a member of the Patreon, the Thoughts and Trial basically is this. So basically, you can just make... Uh, if you've got a blank piece of paper, you're going to need like one, two, three, four, four rows, pretty much. The first row is going to be called the fort. The second row will be the defense, which is evidence for the fort. And the prosecution, that's going to be your third row going horizontal across. The prosecution uh, row is evidence against the fort. And the last row, which is the judge's verdict. So if you imagine all of those titles with some blank lines in between horizontal lines, that's basically what the forts on trial worksheet looks like. So this is um, so in this exercise, what it will allow you to do, it will allow you to be acting as a defense attorney, prosecutor and judge, and you'll be able to determine the accuracy of that fault. So I think what would be really good is if we do an actual exercise and uh, actually show you how this works. So I had a fault and this happens quite a lot, but quite uh, often in lockdown, this was a big, big major fault for me, which was I'm not a success. Now, that can be very subjective, and that's quite a, you know, a broad little statement there that can go off in, uh, into a lot. But I, I put down the thought that I'm not a successful magician. Now, that was the thought. The reason that I was getting that thought is because I was scrolling through Instagram. I was comparing myself to other people. I was seeing other people performing. Considerably, I, I wasn't performing at the time. And it made an irrational thought in my brain that led to an emotion of me feeling quite shit, thinking, oh, no, you know, um, I'm, maybe I'm not a successful person. You know, why am I not performing? What are they doing that I'm not? And those pesky little irrational thoughts then made me feel a little bit rubbish. Now, doing this exercise, I'll, I'll explain how that kind of worked through that time. So the fort, that first row is the fort. I'm not a successful magician. Uh, the second row, which is obviously the defense. So this is going to be now evidence for the fort. And in this row, you put all the things down that um, is an evidence to support that. So going back to this, I was scrolling through Instagram. I was seeing other magicians performing at generally quite a quiet time. So I, in my mind, the defense evidence for that is that I'm not performing. I'm not as busy as other magicians. There was magicians out there probably going out two or three times a week, and I was not. I had nothing that week. So in my brain, I was, yeah, geez, I'm not, I'm not a busy magician, so therefore I'm not successful. Um, lots of magicians in my peers were talking about um, going out and performing again and enjoying gigs, and it made me feel quite crap thinking, oh, I'm not performing what am I doing that's, you know, not, not right and so forth. Um, and that was like one of the big, big pieces of evidence for that thought that I'm not a success, right? So the next thing, the next row with that one will be evidence against the thought. So this is the prosecution part. When I started to label all this evidence, I started looking at some um, prosecution thoughts here. I started to think about my awards, so I've been, I've won an award most years in the wedding industry award. I was voted as the second best wedding magician in the UK in 2021. Uh, I won my category in in, uh, in in one of the awards. I can't remember what year it was now. I sound so arrogant. I've, I've won so many awards, I can't quite remember. Um, but anyway, yeah, I've got lots of um, awards. I've, I've actually got now over um, 100 five-star Google reviews, which you shouldn't compare this, but if I was to compare it to maybe other people, then that shows a, a real great percentage exception to other magicians. Um, um, and if you used to think about, obviously, my recognition in the industry, I've got a very good reputation, or I believe I have from what I see, uh, and obviously what I do and the, the contacts that I've built over the last couple of years and going from nothing to starting a business, um, I'm still paying my bills. Um, and also there's thoughts there in thinking about prosecution, thinking, uh, is there a logistical thing here? So where these magicians are, are they in places like London, where there's lots and lots 
lots and lots of work. You know, is there um, uh, where I am is quite rural. So maybe is there something to do with logistical? Is there a package that they're offering? Maybe these magicians are offering 50% of my, my fee. So therefore, maybe they are going out to a cheaper audience and working more and earning less, whereas I might be working less and earning more. So that's a fact that I didn't actually have. So that went down into the prosecution. And then finally, obviously, the last row is the judge's verdict. So this is now where you're going to collect all the evidence of the defense and the prosecution and then make your closing statement. No, no, you don't have to do a closing statement. But you can now look at that evidence of for and against that fort. So I'm the fort was I'm not a successful magician. Look at all the defense for that, which, as we said, was scrolling through Instagram and working out that I'm not as busy as other magicians. Prosecution was actually I've got lots of awards that a lot of people haven't got some great reviews, got a great reputation. Uh, and also there's a question here in terms of this judge's verdict thinking actually, well, success is quite subjective. What is a success? Is it a financial number? Is it how many gigs you're performing at? And it's really difficult to answer that. I don't think there is an actual right answer. But one of the key things here is to start thinking about actually what does success mean to you? Now, for me, after doing this exercise, I started to walk away thinking from Oh, yeah, actually, I now understand that that was just an irrational, pesky thought. Me scrolling through that Instagram, comparing myself to other people, is not necessarily the truth. Looking at the cold facts of what I know or what I'm aware of, actually, doesn't really matter, does it, what success stands for. But just because I'm not going out there performing as much doesn't mean that I'm a failure or a success. It's just different uh, roles, different responsibilities, different people doing lots of different things. And as we know, in terms of a spiritual way, you know, abundance, there's plenty of work for everybody. But just at that time, me comparing myself was a hindrance because actually going through all of that evidence for and against, I've come to the verdict that actually success is very subjective. But actually the real success is that I've been paying my mortgage ever since lockdown doing what I do. So that to me really is a success, but there's lots of other variables that actually um, help influence that. But after doing this exercise, the big conclusion is actually, do you know what? I don't think negatively about it now because there's so many other things that I cannot see. You know, maybe there's some thoughts here about thinking about inquiring with other business owners or other magicians and asking what they charge. Then I can kind of get an idea of, you know, where I fit into that. If they're going out at half of my rate, then absolutely they might be doing more work, but earning less. I might be going out doing less work, but earning more. But actually what this allows me to do, putting your thoughts on that trial uh, worksheet, it just means that I can gather evidence in support of and against, but then I can use that evidence and decide if it's a verifiable fact. I actually decided that no, it's not. It's not, you know, um, there's no interpretations, no guesses or opinions. I've come to the verdict with my own thought to think of, actually, it's not true. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm not a successful magician. It's just something that was a pesky, irrational thought based on a time in lockdown, which was, um, you know, we all needed work. There was nothing happening. And actually, it didn't actually, um, it's not the variable that I should be thinking of. You know, success is subjective. I need to go decide what that measure of success is. But actually looking at it, um, it doesn't justify anything at all. Now, that might sound a lot confusing there because there's probably lots of stuff there that I've gone into. However, this is a really useful and simple, uh, great exercise that you can do to help you decide the rational facts. So you might have a thought thinking, 
There might be something in your life or something in your business that's coming up. And uh, whatever that thought is, if it's a pesky, irrational thought that's leading to a bit of uh, emotion or anything like that, put it on uh, the put it on trial. Find out the facts. What are the facts for that defense? What are the facts for that prosecution? If we go back to my idea, Instagram, you know, how do we know what's right or what's wrong? You know, we, we can put anything out there. I could put something saying that, hey, um, I could put a photo on from six months ago at a wedding that I was at and people could believe I was at a wedding today. Now, obviously, perception, we, we, we choose that perception of what we want to see on Instagram. So you don't know what's true really on social media anyway. But that's one of the things that went into the defense and the prosecution. I don't actually have the fact of what people are doing was true. So therefore, it's not really um, a, a way of thinking about that thought. But whatever you might be thinking of in your business or in your life, just put it on trial. Literally put that thought down, write it down. A great thing you could do as well is get a thought journal. Just get a journal and start writing down your thoughts. Put all that evidence for the defense of that thought to support it. Then put all the evidence down of what's the prosecution, a bit like a pros and cons thing, and then give it a verdict. Look at the hard, cold facts and decide if it is a verifiable fact or not. Then you can decide to then choose what to do with it. And that's it. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's a very similar thing to pros and cons, I guess, but it allows you to start getting all of the facts together, comparing it together, and then actually deciding if that is um, a hindering thought or if it's a helpful thought. In my experience of putting my thought on trial, I was allowed to, uh, able to walk away going, actually, I feel a lot more better about myself now because I've gathered all the facts and I just realized that that was just a pesky thought at the time. Now, I, I use this mostly every week because we all feel shit sometimes and we all get these pesky thoughts. So it's a really great, simple thing to have in your arsenal. Download it if you're in the patient community or just write it down on a piece of paper. Have it somewhere that you can do every single day and it'll help you to deal with those disruptions on the way that you think. Now, I hope this helped out, really, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this as well. And like I said, join the Patreon community. You can download this and you'll find more extra stuff in that Patreon community that I'll be sharing. I'm going to be sharing more of this stuff because I think NLP is is amazing. I'm really inspired by it. We use NLP in uh, the Confident Club. Uh, it's a great way to deal with positivity, a way to control your, your moods, how to change your beliefs. So a lot of people have limiting beliefs and NLP is a great way to reframe those beliefs. So I'll talk about the idea how I was once believed that I have incredibly bad luck when I broad when I go abroad, which is quite funny that I just did go uh, on my honeymoon, had a paddleboard in an accident, sliced my ear, and um, we missed the flight. So I don't believe, though, that I have incredibly bad luck anymore. I believe that it was just an outcome that was not expected, but it doesn't mean it was a failure and it's not a belief. I'm going to still keep going abroad. But to some people, with my experience that I've had, they would have that limiting belief and that'd be with them for the rest of their life. This is how NLP can help you become more confident, more successful and more positive in your life. And I hope that you enjoy this. Let me know. DM me, send me an email. Let me know if this uh, exercise helps you. Put it on trial and tell me. Get in touch. I'd love to hear. Send me a DM on LinkedIn. Send me a, a voice message on Instagram. I'd love to hear. How did the thoughts on trial exercise help you deal with those pesky, crappy, little irrational thoughts? Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Leave us a review. It will literally take you 65 seconds. That is it. You can click the five-star rating or even on Spotify, you can click it on now. Just leave us a few words. It does help this podcast get shared to more people and we can share exercises like the thoughts on trial to more people to help people feel a lot more better in their life rather than feeling 
pants or shit sometimes because we all feel like that sometimes but having a tool like this can help us feel a little bit more confident and a little bit more successful in times as always thank you to the huge patrons through the podcast as i mentioned earlier on welcome new patron chloe wilmot great to have you on board love you chloe and also thank you for the existing patrons thank you Ant how sherry brenton chris lovett jasmine barnes and rory barnes i really do appreciate your support every single week i did miss out an episode last week because i was stuck in paris but we are going to resume normal service soon but anyway thank you so much i really do appreciate everybody listening to this let me know if you'd enjoyed this episode and Yes, stay tuned, but good luck unlocking the best version of yourself, and I'll join you next week for another episode of the Unlocked Podcast. Goodbye, everybody!